Hello and welcome back everybody, coming to you from the heart of Cajun country, through the internet, to your ears, free of charge, and almost live if live was pre-recorded. This is the Down South IT Podcast, my name is Clark, and today we'll be discussing soundbars. And really, do you need a soundbar? What you should be looking for when you're looking for a new soundbar? How to connect it? And I'll give you, at the end of the podcast, my top five that you can check out if you're in the market for one. But before we get going, I did start another giveaway on Facebook the other day. If you haven't seen, uh, it's for an Alltech Lansing Baby Boom Bluetooth speaker. Uh, That will actually end on March 29th. That's going to be on a Friday. So go to Facebook, look for the show page, just search at Down South IT. And you got to do two things to get entered to win. One is like the show page itself on Facebook. And if you search for it, you should already be there. All you have to do is like the show page, find the pinned post at the top of the page with the picture of the speaker on it, and share the post. That's it. Do that. You'll be entered to win. The contest ends on the 29th, March 29th at 6 p.m. And I'll be announcing the winner at 7 p.m. that same night. So... Take a look at what you could win. I also did an unboxing video for it, and that's up on YouTube now on the podcast YouTube channel. So you can search for Down South IT Podcast on YouTube, and you can find the channel there. Or you can go to the, the website, and I have a link to it on the podcast page with the other show pages. So you can find it there, and I also posted it on the website itself. And shared it on the Facebook page. So you can find it pretty much anywhere now. Yeah, I'm going to end up doing a unboxing video and a review on that speaker. And that's why I decided to get it, just so I can do the review on it and give it away. So my loss is your gain. Well, it's not actually my loss. It's my experience is your gain. So go ahead, find it on Facebook, share the post, like the show page, get entered to win. That ends on March 29th. So time's ticking go ahead and do that now and while you're on the the website also you can take a look at a bunch of the other stuff i have on there uh the review of the speaker should be coming out next week or this week should i say whenever this this podcast actually drops on tuesday so it should be coming out the same same week as the podcast so take a look at that get ready for it while you're on the website you could also check out all of the previous episodes Links to all the show pages on all the different platforms that I'm on, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and even the YouTube channel link is there too, so you can check that around. Explore around the website, let me know what you think, leave me a message on Facebook, or you can even just email me at downsouthit at gmail.com. So let's just jump in and get going. First off, I'm sure we kind of already have an idea what a soundbar is, but at least let's get a standard definition of it so we'll all be on the same page and going according to wikipedia a sound bar or a media bar is a type of loudspeaker that projects audio from a wide enclosure that are much wider than they are tall partly for acoustical reasons but also because they can be mounted above or below a display device and that would be an example of a computer monitor or a a television so basically in a soundbar cabinet multiple speakers are placed which helps create surround sound or a stereo effect a separate subwoofer is typically included with a soundbar so basically what this entry says is a soundbar is a short but wide enclosure 
that will mount either above or below a screen that has multiple speakers built into it to simulate the sound of a much larger sound system. But why would you need a sound bar? All your TVs have speakers built into them, right? Well, yeah, but as the TVs have gotten bigger and thinner, they have to sacrifice something to be able to get that form factor. And a lot of times, the usual sacrifice is the speakers. And it could be in a couple of different ways, uh, three different ways that I've found. First, the speakers are going to be actually just too small to be loud enough for the room that you're putting your TV in. Now, say you just installed a 60-inch television in your room, in your living room, and your living room is usually one of the largest rooms in your house. And when you have a TV that's large, you sit further away from it. So the more you're going to have to crank up the volume to be able to hear people talking and stuff going on. And turning up the volume too high on speakers that are too small causes a couple of problems. Uh, both of them affect sound quality coming from the TV. First, the speakers will overdrive, and that basically just means that they distort. So anything coming from them is going gonna, is gonna to sound bad. And also, if the sound is too small, the sound quality suffers because everything will sound kind of tinny, which is... They only produce the higher end of the scale because the speakers are too small to actually get you any good bass reproduction. So that's the that's the couple of things from the, the speakers themselves. But just keep in mind that there are a couple other things too. Next, the speakers are mounted in kind of an awkward way. With the TV cases getting thinner, companies trying to do everything to get rid of all of the, the plastic bezels around the outside of the screen. They want everything to be as small a bezel as they can they may the speaker designers well the tv designers may actually take the speakers and face them straight down or straight back and what they do with that is i guess they're relying on the fact that sound bounces off walls but that just means that you're not getting the full force of those speakers your walls and your or your tv stand is and you know what damn it i want the full force so, and the third thing that it could be is that the speakers are just poor quality. Some companies will go all out on the display itself, but skimp on the speakers because they almost count on you having or getting a sound bar or some kind of other, you know, home theater system. And if they do that, that's kind of sad, to be honest. But if you happen to have one of these problems, then a sound bar can definitely help your viewing experience. Since the sound bar speakers are facing you, you get the full force of what you deserve. Not to mention the speakers in the soundbar are normally larger. They're tuned to the box to give you a fuller range of sound, so everything sounds like it should, and you don't even you don't miss that door creaking off screen. Now there are some, in fact, most soundbars come with a separate subwoofer. Some are wired. Some could be wireless. There are pros and cons to each one, but the fact that it it's there is always a plus. And that'll add even more to that range of sound that you get because that'll give you your nice deep bass, your rumbles, your explosions, you know, things like that. So when you're watching Die Hard and the helicopter explodes at the, on top of Nakatomi Tower, your speakers will thank you. Now, what should you look for whenever you're trying to find the right soundbar? Well, there's a couple of things that I usually go by when I'm looking for sound systems and speaker systems and stuff like that. And... First off, I would say is your space. How much space do you have around your TV? Uh, is there a place that you can sit a sound bar on the TV stand below the, the TV itself? Uh, 
can you mount it above the TV on the wall? Or is your TV in kind of a very tight cabinet that you won't be able to do that with? So you kind of want to look and see what, they, now granted there are different size sound bars. There are some short ones, some, some that are wider. If you're looking for that, that's kind of what you want to look at. You want to make sure that you know what you're getting into before you go spending all kind of money. So choose wisely. Make sure you know what, what can fit in your cabinet if you do have it in a cabinet. And then next coming up would be your budget. There are sound bars in just about every budget range, anywhere from 80 bucks to over 2000 So don't be fooled, though. Some of the, the really, really, really expensive ones that are out there, granted, they sound great, but there are some that sound just as good for a lot less money. In fact, uh, one of the ones that I included on my top five at the end of the podcast it sounds utterly amazing, and it was only 120 bucks. And that one, I'll... I'll discuss a little bit more later on. But third, this is where you want to look at your features. Now, the higher you go up in the budget scale, the more features you're going to get. And along with, you know, better, more expensive materials. But ultimately, before you start looking, decide what you want the soundbar for. Is it just going to be a replacement for the TV speakers so you can, you know, hear everything louder and clearer? Are you going to hook it to your phone so you can play music from your phone while you're doing chores and stuff around the house? Are you going to hook it to your voice assistant like Alexa or Google, something like that? You know, you kind of want to know what you want to do with it a little bit before you jump in. Because the more features you pile up, the more that's going to add to your budget. And finally, the thing I would look for is your aesthetics. Now, some people may put this higher on the list, but you actually have to like the design of the soundbar before you buy it. I can be, I could be crazy. I've been called that a couple of times on occasion, but you know, you actually have to like the design of it. Now, granted, a soundbar may not go with everything in your room. It may not, it may not clash with everything, but it may not, you know, you won't design a room around a soundbar, granted. But will it actually flow? Do you like it? Do you like the ones that are that are curved? Do you like ones with the edges cut off a little bit? Do, or do you you know prefer just the standard square rectangle ones? You know it's all in your preference. But you actually you just have to like the way it looks and know how it's going to look in the room because in a weird way you actually have to like the way it looks. But while you're using it and while it's working you almost have to forget that it's even there. It's kind of weird, but like I say, if, if, if it's doing its job right, you shouldn't even notice that it's there. Now, moving on a little bit, we'll go and say you found the soundbar you like and you went ahead and got it. So, yay! Most of these will have a couple of different options as far as the connection from your TV for the soundbar. We've got auxiliary cable, RCA cables, and optical cables. And if you look at the show prep for this episode, I have pictures of each so you can kind of see what they look like. And of course, that'll be conveniently on the DownSouthITPodcast.com website. And we'll take each one in turn. First, the auxiliary cable or the 3.5 millimeter cable. This is the same kind of cable that you would use if you plugged your phone into a speaker or that you know most headsets use or anything like that. Now, granted, these can be a little iffy as sound quality goes, and they are cheap. 
I mean, if you needed to, you can pick one up at the gas station. So if you're in a pinch, you know, you could you could use that. I wouldn't recommend them though. If you do go this route, do make sure that it is a stereo cable. And you can tell that by looking at the tip of the cable itself. There's going to have black rings on the tip that separate, you know, the tip as it goes down. The more rings, the more the cable does. A single ring is just going to be single channel audio. Two rings is going to be stereo audio. You get the second ring splits the tip so you have a channel for the left, channel for right. Now, you might see some with three rings. Those are stereo, and then the third channel is usually used for like a microphone input or something like that. Uh, you see, you see that a lot in the wired earbuds uh, that you can plug into your phone and talk on the phone with. They use all three channels. They give you stereo sound in the earbuds, and then they give you a separate channel to talk through. Next up is your RCA cables. These have been the go-to audio cables for 10, 15 years now. And these these are cheap too. I mean, you can pick up a decent cable for five bucks now granted they aren't bad and they are a viable option but they are old analog technology and while they do the job they make good speakers just sound okay and the sound isn't quite as rich and full as it could because it's carrying the full spectrum of sound on a single channel so it won't split everything into your highs your lows your mids anything like that it just carries everything on one channel and granted it's efficient but it's not precise so that's why usually i opt to do the optical cable or what they call a toss link cable and you might remember i talked about this cable uh, on the cables matter episode which was uh, episode 202 earlier this season and in that context i was talking about going from the tv to a home theater receiver but they work just as well connecting to a sound bar this is the cable that I would go for. Uh, some of the sound bars even come with an optical cable now. So if yours does, perfect, great. You don't have to spend anything extra. And I mean, granted, they're not even that expensive anymore. They used to be a lot more expensive, but I mean, you can pick one up between eight and $15. They're not really that bad at all anymore because more people are using them. And the reason why these work so much better is one word, bandwidth. All of the other cables are analog. And they'll use electrical current to pass the signal from your, your receiver or your TV to the speakers. Optical cables, they use light in different pulses and different wavelengths to pass all the sound quickly but accurately to your sound bar. And doing that way keeps things from getting muddied up together. And it makes your sound, and when things get muddied up like that, they make things sound kind of blah. But this, what this does is it makes everything so much more precise and sends highs to the tweeters, mids to you know your full, your full range speakers, and your lows to your subwoofer. It has everything separated so that the speakers aren't trying to play something that they're not designed to play. Okay, so now on to the fun part. Here are my five picks for sound bars. And granted, I'm taking a couple of liberties with this list, but I'm going to try and cover every budget that I can with it. So also don't forget that I'm gonna have all of these on the show prep page too. So you can check out all of these. I'll have links to every single one of them. So that way you can go back and look at them later. And we'll go with starting off number five is the Sonos Playbase. And this is a really, really premium sound bar. It's $700. 
It features just about everything you could want in a sound bar. It has room filling sound. It has a really kind of smooth and slick design. It is really, really big on bass and offers rich vocals, has 10 custom made drivers in it. So it has 10 speakers, but it also doubles as a Wi-Fi speaker for your music apps. So, and the other cool thing with this one is that you can also pair it with different Sono speakers on your Wi-Fi network so you can play things in two different rooms. And on top of that, it also, you know, will accept commands from Alexa, from Amazon. So it does have an uh, Ethernet cable input, optical audio in input. It's only 28 inches wide, which isn't too bad. It's 14 inches deep, so it's actually kind of kind of big actually as far as being oblong you know but it's only a couple inches high now granted this one being a premium and with all of the different things that it does the price tag reflects that it's seven hundred dollars so this one it does not have a subwoofer with it either but being all that all of the drivers and everything that it has it really it really doesn't need it so that's why it's not included. But they got a few other, few other ones on the list that we'll go over that actually have them in, included with it too. So that was number five. That's the Sonos Playbase. Number four is a Yamaha YAS-108. This one's $180. Believe it or not, it has a lot of features for a $200 soundbar. This one has Bluetooth support, so you can pair your phone to it and play music. But it also has HDMI and 4K pass-through. So you can go from your TV to the soundbar uh, or your whatever receiver you're using or your Bluetooth or, um, uh, I'm sorry, Blu-ray player. So it can pass the video through the soundbar on up to the TV. And with all of that, this one's actually 35 inches wide. It's only five inches deep, so this one's a lot. It's wider, but it's smaller than the uh, the previous one. Has HDMI in and out, digital optical audio, analog audio, which is your RCA. Has subwoofer output and an HDMI output. So it does not have a subwoofer to come with it, but you do have the option to hook one to it if you have one, or you can add one later. So this one run does have Bluetooth. It's wall mountable. And the wattage actually on this, it runs at 27 watts. So that's, that's not too bad for a soundbar. It's actually pretty good. So, but yeah, it, this thing has a lot of features on it. Sounds really, really good. And the 4K pass-through, you know, and the video pass-through on it, that's actually something that you don't see in soundbars at that price. Most of the time, you won't get that until you hit the three or $400 mark. So next up is going to be number three. This is the Vizio SB362AN-F6. This is a 2.1 uh, soundbar. This one was $140. And it's a 36 inch, so it's 30, 3 feet wide. And it has separate soundbar speakers, tweeters, and subwoofers built into it. And, and besides doing a few other sound enhancement things, it has DTS in it, which means it, it'll decode any DTS signals it'll have it has DTS true volume on it so it'll boost just the vocal tones this one is really nice has Bluetooth also 
uh, has auxiliary RCA and optical uh, inputs as well as a USB input if you want to put a USB stick onto it. This is actually the one that I was talking about earlier in the podcast that I ha- that I have. I have this one in my room and it sounds phenomenal. I kid you not, for 140 bucks, this thing is crazy, crazy sounding. It sounds so good. It's really loud. The bass and everything is really good. I do have it mounted on the wall and it does shake the wall. But I tell you what, this thing is phenomenal for for the money. I mean, you really, really, really can't get too much better for the money than this one. Being that the subwoofers are built into it and you don't need the separate one, that makes things that much easier. It's just you mount it or you put lay it flat on the ground on under the TV on the stand and go to town. That's it. There's no more, no less. It's that simple. Now moving on to number two. We got another Yamaha. This is the Yamaha YAS207. And this one's $300. And this was the first sound bar that's ready for DTS Virtual X. Which what that basically means is that this sound bar will simulate surround sound for your movies and stuff like that. So if you have a source that has DT, DTS Virtual X, like some some shows on HBO will do this. Some shows on a few of the other premium networks. Some a lot of movies will have this, and it basically it it'll make the sound bar almost sound like it you're in surround sound without having it. And this one actually also comes with a subwoofer with a six and a quarter inch driver. So that's actually a fairly big speaker for a subwoofer. And it's act, that subwoofer is actually wireless. So that'll kind of give you a little bit more placement option. All you need to do is find a plug that's close. And the subwoofer is also kind of slim. So, you'll, you know, it'll give you a good, good bit of options as far as what you want to do with it as far as placement. Uh, it does come with Bluetooth, so you can stream from your phone or your tablet or anything like that. It has the DTS decoding, like I t- said before. Uh, it'll actually it only weighs six pounds, and it's a little over 36 inches wide, so that's not too bad. Uh, so about three feet, and this one actually has four full range drivers and two tweeters, so you get good crisp highs and nice full range uh, speakers on it. And it actually runs 50 watts. The wattage is actually higher than that of the Sonos Playbase. This one being that it's 50 watts, that's that's actually not bad at all. And for the number one, we go back up into the premiums. And we have the Bose SoundTouch 300 soundbar. This one is also $700. $700. Works with Alexa for so you can have your voice control. This one also has the HDMI connectivity and the 4K pass-through. Has Dolby Digital and DTS built into it, so it, it can decode both of those. Has a premium glass and metal grill. So this one's actually pretty slick looking. It's nice and shiny. Has Bluetooth with NFC pairing, which is the near field communication. So you can actually just hold your phone up to it to pair it instead of uh, instead of actually going through the phone itself, which is kind of nice has Wi-Fi technology built into it and you can also listen to music services like Amazon Music, Spotify, Pandora, the Down South IT podcast mind you. Uh, and you can also add an optical acoustic wireless bass module. So basically you can have you can add on 
a subwoofer for this one, a wireless subwoofer, to get you that deeper bass and your full-on surround sound. So, and this one's also, the way it, one of the cool things this one does too is that it actually adapts to your room. So it'll actually do a room calibration and it'll fine tune the system to the sounds in your room so that everything sounds kind of surround soundish. So I think that was kind of cool. Anything with Bose, you know, sound, the sound is going to be phenomenal. So, you know, just them putting their name on it is always a good, good thing. But a lot of the things that it can do, especially the, the room calibration, since every room is different, so you can get a, a custom sound from your, your sound bar is pretty cool. So it's pretty good top five right there, right? And since the top five is done, so am I. And just want to remind you again about the Alltech Lansing Baby Booms Bluetooth speaker giveaway. Go to Facebook, find the show page, just search at Down South IT. It'll come up, like the show page, share the post about the speaker, and you can be entered to win it. It's just that easy. The contest ends on 329, so that's March 29th at 6 p.m. I'll do the drawing at 7, so watch your Facebook page and Facebook Messenger for the announcement. Just to make sure, you never know, you might win. And if you want to check out any of the, the top five, I have links to everything on the show prep page. Just uh, go to DownSouthITPodcast.com. Look for episode 206 on the show prep area. You can pull up the handy-dandy PDF of everything. And also, while you're there, just take a look around. Let me know what you think. Send a message on Facebook or email me at DownSouthIT at gmail.com. And just let me know what you think about it. You can, uh, while you're on the page, you can also listen to all the past episodes right there on the site. I have links to all of the show pages on all the platforms that you can find the podcast on. Don't forget to check out the unboxing video of the, the Bluetooth speaker that I'm giving away so you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, the videos on the website as well as the new YouTube channel. So, and I'll be adding more videos to that as time goes on. And as always, I like to end the show. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.